and welcome to episode two of Goth Stewart Podcast. Our goths for today are Bella, Catherine, Crystal, and new goth, Nikki. Hi, my name's Nikki. My interests are plants, coffee, gin, uh, and not necessarily in that order. Today, we're talking about self-care, everything from capitalism to gothic-inspired self-care. Hope you enjoy. So today's prompt is about self-care. What has worked for you? What hasn't worked for you? Um, what do you girls want to start talking about first? Well, I, I'm i rampant anti-capitalist, so I'd like <laughs> to talk about, um, you know, the, the idea of self-care in general um, is a very vague term. And a lot of people will, um, you know, if you ask someone what their self-care routine is, a lot of them will say, oh, yeah, I've got on a face mask and have a bubble bath, which, you know, fair enough, fair enough. Um, if that is what helps you relax and helps you feel taken cared for. Um, one thing I have is, is a pet peeve of mine, I guess, is especially coming around um, any kind of like Mother's Day or anything like that is all of these fluffy uh, slippers and face masks that have freaking gold in them. Like what, what is... What is gold flakes meant to do for your skin? I'm sorry, but what are gold flakes meant to do for your skin? Someone please explain this to me. You get to feel bougie. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I feel bougie, but, you know, it, it ends up costing twice as much. And I think there's a lot of self-care stuff is, yeah, it just seems to be designed at making you feel bougie, mm -hmm. I guess. Like if mm -hmm. you've spent more, somehow you'll feel better. Yeah, yeah, it's throwing money at the problem instead of, you know, therapy <laughs> <laughs> <Still dealing with it>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i see what you mean because i re remember like in my early 20s that i like a night in with the girls the glass of wine and a face mask which was all fun and games and it was fine that that was self-care there was no actual proper stopping and thinking about what i needed or what my body needed like i probably should mm. eat a vegetable at some point this week kind of thing nah. <laughs> Nah. <laughs> um, but it, yeah it was all, always about those like superficial bits of self-care which are nice to have and are helpful but isn't necessarily what you need mm -hmm. all the time I agree I think what I've been learning over the last few months is that the capitalistic idea of self-care seems to be comfort whereas what mm. I'm more lean towards is almost mindfulness and ways mm. that I can access a more mindful frame of being, which then brings me a better and deeper comfort. Yeah, like something that actually settles and sorts through any of the anxiety or issues you're having in life at the time. Absolutely. But sometimes bubble bath and face masks too. Like sometimes glass yeah. of wine. Like oh, I just want to. Yeah. I just want to bring it back to something Crystal said earlier about like, oh, get a, have a bubble bath instead of go to therapy. I was lucky in a weird way in that lockdown kind of coincided with when I started my first round of talking therapy. And something that the guy said to me was, right, keep a diary every day and keep a diary of every of one nice thing that you do every day to kind of retrain your brain yeah. at what you're looking at. Because you're like, oh, I'm awful. Everything's terrible. But if you've kept a diary, here's one nice thing I've done every day for like the last six months. Then, hey, you have this like nice, like, cushion to fall back on you can prove to yourself hey no i am a nice person i do sometimes like myself exactly that's something i've been doing yeah no that's that's really important to do is to um it's something i worry about with self-care is sometimes i tend to i'll call things like going on a shopping trip self-care i'll <laughs> and i've just spent hundreds of pounds buying new clothes and i'm like it's fine because this is self-care yeah. Um, <laughs> it makes me feel good and damn I look good you do look good but it's it's a fleeting it's a fleeting goodness and by the time I get home and I file my credit card away under <laughs> do not look <laughs> I'm not feeling as good as I was you uh, know before yeah you just get in it's like oh no the emptiness is descending again quickly spend more yeah. money spend more money spend more money <laughs> yeah. yeah what can i buy on amazon now to try and fill, fill, fill the void wait amazon isn't self-care <laughs> <laughs> no um, i i have some news that amazon are afraid they they are not self-care they do uh, market them slightly itself slightly that way because you can get it instantly but they're not self-care <laughs> amazon prime has been my just greatest weakness this lockdown it's not even funny how much money i have given to amazon over lockdown 
I, I'd love to give it locally, but the local shops are literally shut. I can't get the item otherwise. I feel the same. I feel bad that I give money to Jeff. I would love to be mm. like a mindful shopper. Oh, yeah. I just, I, I was talking actually about my partner with this earlier with the shopping and stuff. So we go do our self-care shopping trip and I will spend easily like 20 to 40 quid, if not more, in Primark and then wander around and buy other little bits and bobs, pop to Greg's, blah, blah, blah. But we're looking mm. at upgrading my computer and obviously computers are expensive. And I'm like, I feel like I'm having a mini anxiety attack about spending all this money on a computer. But probably throughout the month on the random stuff I buy to treat myself for self-care, I probably spend at least half of a computer's worth on random stuff. <laughs> it's really weird. Yeah, I won't buy practical things for myself, but I will buy nice things for myself. Mm. I think it's the it's the illusion of choice. It's like I don't like being told, right, you have to upgrade this, you have to spend your money on something. It somehow feels mm. like it's being stolen from me when that happens. Even though it's yeah. that I it's like if I have to spend it, yeah. I don't feel like I don't know, I just feel like it's been taken from me. Whereas if I buy a point pointless crap, I feel in control. I, I mean, I, that was a bad decision, but it was my decision. <laughs> when your life is spiralling out of control, and the only thing you can control is what you're buying. <laughs> yeah, that's how we feel about capitalist self-care. <laughs> Do you have a current self-care routine that works really well for you that can and obviously include all of the things we've just mentioned mentioned as capitalist but also anything else that you do for yourself so one of the big things that i've started doing as part of self-care is trading doom scrolling for reading now i don't want to get into the content of what i'm reading (laughs) 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 i'll cover our own how you doing um but i realized that A lot of my doom scrolling is me just wanting to engage my brain and read something because turns out I actually have a hobby and it's called reading and I've never really engaged with it before. And um, so one of the things I'm trying to do is every time I catch myself doom scrolling, I'm realizing I just want that, you know, I just want to read something. So instead I flip over to a book or or whatever else, Um, even sometimes it's a Wikipedia article. And I'll learn something and I'll read something. And honestly, because I'm going to spend two hours sat on the sofa doom scrolling, I might as well spend that two hours reading something that's actually useful, isn't going to bring my mood down, isn't going to make me frustrated and angry at the world at large. Um, Instead, yeah, I can learn something or it's going to be a story that brings me joy. So um, that's one of the big sort of self-care things that I'm working on at the moment. Yeah. Sounds wonderful. You forget how addictive doom scrolling actually is, though. Oh, so good. <laughs> yeah, so I've realised recently um, I haven't actually had any of the social media timers go off on my phone. So Facebook, I've got half an hour and um, Instagram, I've got an hour. And probably about a month ago, Instagram was hitting an hour really, really, really easily. And I'll be just ignoring it and continue scrolling through Instagram. And I've, I've been on a week off this week and usually during my week off, my timers are going off like within the first like three hours of the day because I've checked my phone about a zillion times. But because I've been reading more on, even on my iPad or um, playing piano, that's one thing that I've really done that I find even when I'm anxious, because it, it's something you have to concentrate on, it mm-hmm. kind of centers you and it just blanks your mind because you focus on learning this song or learning this new technique instead of whatever else is going on inside your head and it gives that little bit of peace that i that you don't usually get in everyday life especially you don't get from things like social media mm. yeah absolutely i mean you, you just, it's all about that like fast hit of dopamine is it so mm. dopamine? um you just want that fast hit rather than it's like the brain equivalent of eating sugar yeah it's like, mm. good but you're it, it's not going to do anything for you and your mouth is going to feel all dirty um so my self-care routine it kind of uh varies depending on the day i feel like it's easy to put loads of pressure on yourself it's like do some yoga in the morning drink 10 liters of water have you eaten a vegetable this hour if not why not you're a failure so just like get, just do something every day like if i if i keep a diary i don't have to do it every day i want to meditate i don't have to do that every day like it, it's helpful um i started with the diary kind of keeping track of nice things that happened just to force myself to focus on something other than the crushing doom of coronavirus, like the oncoming apocalypse. Um, yeah, kind of like you guys as well. I, I started reading a bit more. Did anybody else find it really difficult to concentrate on reading at the beginning of lockdown? Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm like, I could not concentrate on anything. My mind was so busy, mm. yeah. So yeah, um, started painting and colouring in a bit more because I used to like to draw, but um, I'm not I'm not very good at it anymore. So if somebody else has already done the drawing for me, it's really nice to just I just have to colour between the lines, and that's that's fine. That is as much as I have to contribute, and I still get a really pretty picture at the end. So yeah, colouring in been good. I yeah, I've been do- started doing that actually in the last week or so. I've been tracing pictures out of the colouring book into my mm-hmm. sketchbook, and then painting them because I I've never been a good drawer but I've always enjoyed painting one of my primary school teachers said I'll be the next Picasso if I became a painter which obviously I never did (laughs) and so I've actually found it really enjoyable and freeing to do a hobby that I haven't probably done since I was a kid because obviously as you go through secondary school and even into adulthood they're always like you must do something that you're good at but why do I need to be good at everything why can't I do something just because I think it's Um, fun and I can I may make an absolute nonce or idiot of myself but it's fine because I had fun and I'm not hurting anyone doing it okay I may have redecorated my dining room table but that's a me problem that's fine that's That's the table the table's an inanimate object it's not going to get upset because you redecorated it but that's such a good point (laughs) that you don't have to be good at it enjoy doing it like i used to go to dance classes um once a week and it just like it was so much fun it made me so confident and then you just get really stressed out because you're not picking up a move it's like if i was good at it why would i be going to the class like that that would make no sense you go because you can't do it it's like yeah just enjoy yourself you know when i um when i told a friend of mine that i'd started picking up piano again uh, the first thing that she said to me is, oh, good, um, you need to learn these sort of songs and then you can be one of my backing things because she sings. And I'm like, no, I, I'm just doing this for no, fun. I, do I have zero interest. Yeah, I have zero interest in, 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 in performing for people or recording anything, really. I just, I want to play because I like, you know, mm. I like playing piano. I find it quite yeah. fun and stimulating. Whoever came up with the concept of like monetizing your hobbies i hope they're having a horrible day today like i just i just hope they're having a terrible day because yeah. they've ruined hobbies yeah it's like i do have one hobby which is creative writing where i would love for that to become a a job um but whenever you sort of say to anyone oh yeah i want to be an author i want to be like a fantasy author people are like mm, yeah well it's not a real job though mm. is it and it's like well i can't have it as a hobby because apparently all my hobbies have to make me money but if it doesn't make me enough money like a real job then I shouldn't be doing it anyway yeah and I've internalized that so badly to the point that I stopped writing completely even for fun like even little stories because I was like well what's the point of writing anything if I can't publish it yeah that is such a strong point it's like I started writing again during this lockdown as well um because I obviously I used to write in uni that was that's what I did but yeah, it's that thing is that oh, if I'm not going to monetize it, why would I do it? And it's only just now that I've just picked it up again. And I was like, I started writing poetry. Me. If anyone who knows me, I'm writing mm. poetry. That is just the most uncharacteristic thing ever. But yeah, it's just fun. It's just a nice thing to do. I wrote a poem about a bee that stung me. It wasn't even a bee that stung me. It was a wasp, but I couldn't think of anything that rhymed with wasp. So it's like, I got stung by a bee and that's a poem now. It's just fun and silly and nice. And it's not going to make me any money, but it will make me laugh. That's the thing is, if you're going to be creative... Be creative for yourself. You don't have to show anyone. You don't have to tell anyone. And you don't have to make any money from it. You can tell people you can show it off and you Mm. can make money from it. But don't put the pressure on yourself to just not do it because you feel like you need to tell the world about it and give it to everyone. Linking this all back to self-care, one of the things about hobbies and being creative is the fact that it lets you express yourself. Like you it lets you like you play the type of songs on your piano that you're you're feeling at that time you paint things based on how you're how you're feeling and you channel all of what you're feeling into your writing writing even if you're just creative writing you'll find that your characters take on some of your emotions and personas of the situations you put them in oh yeah when um uh unfortunately a couple of years ago i had to put my cat down um because he was just he was really ill and part of dealing with that was I actually wrote a story about a character who had just got the news that they had to put their cat down. And it was it was it was a basically writing exactly what was happening to me, but happening to someone else. Mm. And I could write all the emotions that they were feeling. I could um go through the regrets and, and everything like that. I could really delve deep into what I was feeling 
by presenting it as another character and that helped immensely with the whole process mm. and I was just like if I didn't have that outlet I would just be sat here bottling it all up and not doing any kind of self-care I would be instead you know avoiding it yeah it's it's a really good coping mechanism um it's a great way to kind of express to yourself like even if you you're not sure how you're feeling you can kind of detach and look mm. at it from a bird's eye view and go okay well I was doing this because I felt like xyz yeah I find that it's like it's kind of revealing it's like what's that saying it's like give a man a mask and he'll show you him true self show you his true self or something so Nikki do you have any good self-care things that you do for yourself so uh, when I was trying to think of what self-care meant to me, I hit a brick wall for a good few hours. And then I decided to break it down and look at how I spend my day. So on an average work day, I get up at 5am. And the first thing that I do is I roll out of bed and I make a cup of coffee. And while I drink that coffee, I do my makeup. And I realised that actually, when I put on my makeup and I put on my glitter and I spend that 15 minutes really just focusing on myself and trying to like put my best face forward as it goes for me I find that Mm -hmm. massively helpful but then the next thing I do is I focus on my plants that I keep in the living room and I make sure that they're doing okay do they need a dusting how are their water feeling because I'm not going to be in for the rest of the day so I need to take care of that before I leave and I sort of realized that that's another thing that I do I take a minute out and I really look at them I feel the soil how they're getting on you know how are the leaves looking so I say that I guess my hobbies and my self-care kind of I'd start there with with coffee makeup and plants to be fair if you ask me what I would put Nikki down for it'd be coffee makeup and plants (laughs) yeah 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 absolutely (laughs) and then absolutely directly after that the next thing that I do is I drive to work for half an hour and if you don't think that I have the volume in my car turned up to maximum and I'm not playing all of my favorite songs to shout and scream and do little harmonies to then then you don't know me because that is entirely what I do yeah music is a massive release for me as well I love just putting on tunes super loud my neighbors must hate me but I put on some music super loud and just exactly. sing along And for me, that is self-care because I start the day thinking, oh my God, it's 5am, ugh. And I walk into work like, hey guys, what is up? Are we ready to start the day? I'm ready to start the day. You're that person. Come on, God, God, we're in such a good mood, guys. (laughs) You know what I am? And you know why? Because so many people at my work are in a bad mood, so I'm in a good mood out of spite. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. It's like with the music. Last week when I was having... um, I was going to say a little meltdown, but it was a proper meltdown. I was had been anxious since the night before, and I had to go to work, and it was just... I put on Linkin Park's album, One More Light, screamed to it the whole way to work, and by the time I got to work, I felt like a thousand times better. I, I did a few other things before I left for work, but I have very, very limited time, probably just like Nikki does, before I go to work, um, because I wake up at half past five. I have to be at work at eight, so I have to eat, shower have my breakdown and get ready for work um so it's not a lot of time and then drive to work as well it takes me 45 minutes to an hour so it doesn't leave you a lot of time to do self-care so little things like listening to music in the car is really really helpful exactly i feel like it just it helps put your head into a mindset that's a good and a happy one music can really change your mood as well so if you just put on some happy songs just by singing along and feeling the beat and everything, it does put you in a happier mood. Yeah, I used to, I went through a phase once where I thought like my relationship was breaking down, I was getting depression and whatever. Turns out I'd just been listening to The Weekend on the way to work. I was like, no, I actually don't have problems. I just need to change up my playlist because I'm listening to. Oh, I God, yeah, a miserable one. I, I'm exactly the same. Uh, like, has anyone checked on him? <laughs> Are you okay? Is he I also, okay? <laughs> I also find though sometimes putting music on like One More Light is not a happy album because it expressed the things that I was feeling in a way that I was unable to express yeah. myself. It gave mm. me that outlet and it also makes you feel sometimes like you're not alone, which is always so important mm. when you're having mm. one of those yeah. moments. And it sort of links back to what Crystal was saying with her cat. Sometimes 
expressing your feelings via someone else can be really helpful Mm. to help you turn around and realize how you're feeling yourself yeah one of the things i didn't mention that i do for self-care which most people won't see as self-care is actually exercising because it i Mm. because of many things Mm. that are wrong with me um medically nothing's (laughs) wrong with you you're fine you're beautiful and you're wonderful and we love you you didn't fix my ovaries though (laughs) i'm sorry i'll do better next time (laughs) so i've got polycystic ovaries which makes you have all sorts of hormone problems so i find that doing the exercise releasing the serotonin all the other hormones that come from doing exercise really helps to balance out my mood and i really notice it when i go through a very low motivated low like not wanting to exercise when i don't because everything just continues sliding down the scale and i so i now know that even if i just go for a 15 minute run or flap about in my living room trying to do a hit workout it's better than not doing anything and it really does ha- help and make me feel like I'm looking after my body and in some ways my brain because it just make all of that thing all of those things balance mm. oh yeah absolutely my nature walks I would not have been able to cope with half the things that I, I've coped with without being able to just take even 10 minutes go somewhere where you can see nature and you know you get the exercise your blood's pumping and you go into kind of like a meditative sort of trance I mean I do I don't know Mm. about other people but I go into sort of a meditative trance where I can really think about things that are happening but in a safe kind of way and there's something about you know all that sunlight and just being around um you know I really like to go around uh, woods and rivers um there's something about being able to just ground yourself by really concentrating on what nature looks like and what nature sounds like that yeah for me that's a massive massive help whenever I'm feeling particularly anxious or just stressed out about anything I was just like you know what screw this I'm gonna go take a half hour walk oh I will deal with this later I literally could not agree more um some of my favorite times are just going for a walk for half an hour uh with my dog and we take this lovely nice path and we walk through trees and fields and there's a little stream and it's so nice to take this walk with a living being that I don't have to talk to (laughs) and just sort of be at peace and sort of enjoy the nature around me. Okay I am completely the opposite of you guys because as soon as this lockdown's over if anyone dare suggests to me going for a walk I will mace them. I am sick of walks. I am sick of my own company. I am sick of being up in my head. I honestly like it's the new eat some fruit when you're um, hungry. It's like oh I'm bored. Go for a walk then. No, I, I would. This is something that is not coming with me out of lockdown. If you know me, you know I like to be out. I like to be doing things. Hear me out. What about a coven meeting in the woods? Eh? What about having a meeting in the woods? Yeah, <laughs> yeah just which is which is fire. Get naked, dance around it. Yeah. Sounds great. I can get along with that, but everyone, I'm always up for being naked. But I just, oh my gosh, I, mean, <laughs> I just hear everyone being like, oh, you know what, going for walks is great, it's really nice. It's like, no, it was nice in lockdown one. It was kind of getting played out in lockdown two. I'm in lockdown freaking 19 and a half. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't know what year it is anymore. And it just, okay, if anyone suggests going for a walk to me when this is over, I will mace them. If anyone suggests an online pub quiz, I will mace them too. What about a real pub quiz? Because I think oh, I will yeah, mace no, them no, with no. a real pub quiz too. I was like, no, I just want to get drunk <laughs> in a pub. <laughs> Quit the quiz. Yes. Just, just let's go have a bevy down the pub and chat like normal people. Yeah. <laughs> Does a beer garden count as being Oh. genuine question i feel like a beer garden counts yes. as nature yeah, yeah absolutely. Nature as I want after this <laughs> i mean bad. self-care is going to the pub with all your mates sometimes mm-hmm. so <laughs> well that far is though right checking in with friends mm. socializing oh uh, yeah i mean just connecting with other humans. when beings. i can see all of your faces in real life i'm just gonna oh. hug you so hard because i'm fed up with doing it over the computer now it's getting yeah, a bit weird yeah. hugging my computer screen. <laughs> actually, you yeah, know what? The online meetups, the online meetups, I actually hope that we keep those just because everyone's yeah. so far flung now. We're up and down the country. It's, it's actually quite a nice thing that mm. we, we can meet up with everybody. And just, it makes me feel a little less sad getting drunk in my room. It's like, I'm not technically alone because there's people <laughs> on the camera. <laughs> this isn't a drinking problem. It's just fine. Yeah, no, I completely agree. But it's not a yeah, drinking I've problem. Got, 
<laughs> no, because no, otherwise I've got one too. <laughs> no, but yeah, it's 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 really great because you know uh, we don't all live locally. Um, you know, some of us live quite far away, um, and the robustness of the whole virtual thing is. I I I really like it. I'm really happy. I really like it. It's really good because I can be in the safety of my own home. And I can be like, right, guys, it's 9 p.m. I'm done. I'm going to bed. And I just have to hit the off switch and walk 20 steps to my left. And I am in bed. Yes, that is the um, like <laughs> commute that I need. <laughs> I do enjoy that. I'm not going to lie. What? <laughs> what didn't work for you when you were trying self-care bits out over the years? Because obviously um, we're all into our mid to late 20s now. So we've all had probably a go at pretty much anything people were trying to sell us as self-care what have you found didn't work for you real talk bubble baths it just gets in the hair like if you go into <laughs> it, you... <laughs> it just gets in the hair makes it greasy <sighs> uh, yeah like i i have a i have a little plastic bath which is filled with bath bombs like i love bath bombs and all that but i never use them because it's so much effort because I have to make sure that the tub's clean. Because I shower. Um, I just put that one out there. You know, I'm not just a bitch. Uh, <laughs> I wash sometimes. So I gotta, I gotta clean the, I gotta clean the bathtub, and then I've got to fill it full of water, and I've got to stop my cat from jumping in it for some <laughs> reason. And then I put the bath thing in there, and then there's never enough bubbles for me to actually feel like I'm clean. So I end up adding a load of bubble bath to it anyway. And that's if I don't shower beforehand, because honestly, seeing in my own filth it's just not what relaxes me <laughs> so yeah I mean the amount of times I've had a shower only to then clean the bath so I can have a bath and then sometimes after the bath I will have another shower because yeah as you say I feel greasy I don't feel clean at all I just feel even more stressed out mm. and like I just wasted 20 pounds on all this bubble I will take how much are you spending on bath bombs <laughs> I have a problem, okay? And the yeah, problem is I like things that smell. <sighs> I, I do find a bath relaxing, but for the same reason that you find it stressful is the reason why I don't have them that very often because, uh, we, uh, again, we're a shower household. So you clean the bathtub when you clean the bathroom once a week, but then if you want a bath like three, four day, day, days after you've cleaned the bathroom, you then got to clean the bathtub again. <laughs> and also, mm. my cat hates water She's done some really funny things with her hating water, which I won't bore you with. But um, she would probably try and jump in the bathtub and then attack me because she got wet because the bathtub had yeah. water in it. That's exactly what Willow did. Willow tried to stand on the bubbles and was very confused <laughs> when the bubbles did not hold her weight. Uh, luckily, she only put one tentative pour in um, and I could sort of shoo her away. But yeah, no, I was just, please, <laughs> I'm very vulnerable when I'm in the bath. Yeah. I don't need a kitten with all those claws and teeth crawling into the bath with me. So yeah, something I found that doesn't work, which is kind of, which I was really annoyed that it didn't work because I was invested, is yoga. Like I love a good, I love a good workout. Yes. Like oh I, yeah. I go for a run. I do my weights. I do like, um, you know, those like videos. It's like ab workout in ten minutes. I love those. Someone's like, okay, let's do thirty days of yoga, and you'll be more mindful. Your body will change. It's like. So, oh, what comes next? Breathe out, freaking revolutionary! Never would have seen that coming. <laughs> Breathing in and out. Thanks, thanks for telling I me. I get real confused with when I should breathe in and out because you're supposed to do it on a certain. No, not breathing, but you know you're supposed to do it like as you go into downward dog, you're supposed to breathe out, and as you go into the next one, you're supposed to breathe in. And I've done it the opposite way, and I'm everything just stressed, else. And I feel like, like a failure. Like I feel like I failed at yoga, and I'm failing at breathing. <laughs> I was like, this is just this is not good for my self-esteem. <laughs> okay, I'm breathing. I don't like this. You're making me feel bad about myself. Not to mention, yoga hurts so much the next day. Oh, God, yeah. Like, it hurts in places that it I didn't know could hurt. <laughs> Those are muscles you've probably never used before, and because you quit yoga, will never use again. Exactly. I don't need to be buff in places that I don't need to be buff in, okay? I just... Clearly. Like, if you're not using it, then you don't need it, right? so... I just, oh, but, but people love yoga so much. And it's the first thing that so many people jump to is, have you tried yoga when I say I need to relax? And no, no, I have, but no. 
the only yoga class I've ever actually enjoyed. And the only reason I stopped is because I no longer worked in the area um, was uh, run by a very nice lady. And I can't remember exactly what she called it, but I always refer to it as power yoga because, yeah, you know, you've got some of that mindfulness to it. But, you know, we're jumping from pose to pose and we're really pushing ourselves and, um uh, you know, we end everything trying to do um, hands, uh, headstands and, you know, it was just really fun. And I really felt like I had a workout. Like I had sweat pouring out from everything during these workouts. I was like, yes, this feels good because it's basically like aerobics or something like that. You know, it felt really, really good. But then when I tried to do other people's yoga classes, yeah, they concentrate so much on, oh, yes, and then relax and think about your inner self and La, 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 la. And I'm, I'm so bored. I get so bored so quickly. I have no attention span. Just get on with the next pose, please. I'm, I'm done. I want to go home. The thing that I think didn't work for me, and it's different when you're with a group of girls because you, you're having a bit of a laugh while you're doing it, but it's face masks and stuff. I am not very girly. I wear, I wear makeup sometimes, but I'm not very girly. So face masks aren't really my thing. I had to have Nikki recommend a hair mask when I damaged my hair with bleach because I had no idea what I was looking at. Um, and I had to do like three hours of research to work out what skin type I had and what fucking moisturiser I needed. Because again, I don't, I don't, it doesn't interest <laughs> me. And you're lucky if I remember to put my moisturiser on my face after I've washed my face, let alone every day. You're so, not you lucky know. if I wash. Um, so it's if just... I've washed and if I don't tell, <laughs> I'll tell you a favour. You are welcome. <laughs> Um, it's all those kind of, kind of kinds of things that are like all like in the beauty re range of things. I like doing it with friends because it's a laugh and okay, yeah, my skin probably does need a face mask because I probably need to moisturise it more because I am as dry as a desert. But um, it's, yeah, it just doesn't relax me in any sense of the word. Oh, I'm sat on the sofa with a glass of wine and this wet thing on my face. Oh wait, it's drying now. Oh oh shit. <laughs> Or it's like poking you in the eye and you're like, you can't actually drink your <laughs> wine or eat your ice cream because you're wearing a face yeah. mask. Or you're, you're or like, <laughs> if I'm having a bath, I like to I either take my iPad because I've got a thing that goes across the bath that you can put your stuff on. So I take my iPad and watch something mm. or I take a book and I read in the bath in like mood lighting. Um, and um, if you've got like a face mask or anything on, you can't really move your face. You can't really react to anything. So I'm like, yeah, this this ain't for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love face masks, but for a practical reason. So I put face masks on because, you know, I have special ones depending on what kind of outbreak I'm having. Like, is this a stress-related outbreak? In which case, we're doing lots of moisturiser and I should, you know, chill out a bit more. Is this because of the masks? In which case, I've got irritated skin. And, you know, I, I've got certain face masks for certain things. If um, I'm particularly oily, then I'll do like a peel-off followed by a moisturising one. But it's all, yes, it, I, I mean, it does come under self-care because I'm caring for myself, but they're all very practical. I never do a face mask because I want to relax. I do it because there is a thing that I need to fix with my skin balance. You know what is underrated, though? When you've got one of those sheet masks on and, like, you've got skin that's really, like, irritated and dry and you put it on and you literally can just feel it soaking mm. in. You're like, that's oh, yes, that's I'm nice moist. True. Moist. True. That's just my oh, face, yeah. Nikki. That's not just a patch of skin. That is just my face when I've forgotten to moisturise two days in a row and had a shower. <laughs> but you know what? I feel like I'm sort of a black sheep here because I love bubble baths and I love face masks <laughs> and they do make me feel better. But you know what? I also have one of those things that goes across and I can watch about three hours worth of anime on my phone. <laughs> Uh, whilst drinking wine, whilst I got my face mask on. And you know what else I do? I exfoliate the crap out of my arms, legs and chest. Okay. And oh my god, by the time I get out and I have a quick shower and then I moisturise everything else, oh my god, I feel amazing. I'm on a cloud, baby. You're like a whole new person. I'm on a cloud. Love that for you. But if it doesn't work for you guys, yeah. But it's self-care so different for everyone, right? And that's kind of the magical part. Yeah. It's mm. like I've got the Calms app and I pay for it. And that's because I don't like cat. I don't um, meditate every day. I don't probably do as regularly as I should. But when I'm ha when I need to separate myself and have a moment of self care or clear my mind or whatever it may be, it's nice to be able to access that on demand, 
I've got loads of selection of different meditations. Like I've got a really nice deep sleep one from when my insomnia is getting bad, where you just put it on with some headphones and it goes through a body scan and then a nice soothing voice tells you to go to a deep sleep. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, but whereas I know quite, I know people have tried meditation and absolutely hate it, think it's the most boring thing yeah, ever. Can't, can't focus, can't <laughs> none of those things. And that's fine because not everybody can. That's true. Absolutely. Self-care shouldn't be a one-size-fits-all outfit. No, just because it worked for you. And yeah. anyone who tries to convince you that it is, run. Mm. They're trying to sell you something, chances are. It, well, it's also those people that um, I, you come across them in all kinds of walks of life when you're talking about all kinds of different topics. But they're like, but it works for me, so it must work for you. But it works mm. for me. So yes, but we're all very different people. We've all had very different experiences. And we've all got very different personalities based on... Who, who, who you were born as and the experiences you've experienced so not everyone's going to react the same way like you know me comfort eating a packet of donuts is not good for me but it makes me feel better for 10 minutes not going to make everyone feel better for 10 minutes but it makes me feel better, oh, it makes me feel better. do you guys remember when, like, when, when Marie Kondo was happening that cultural thing was happening and just people because she said, oh, throw out your books after you've read them. And people lost it. There were articles about, she can pry my cold dead, my books out of my cold dead hands. Uh, everyone's really angry. And I'm sat there thinking, okay, so it's not for you. It's not for you. Move, move. That, that is for somebody yeah. else. Stop writing BuzzFeed articles about it. Stop by writing articles about it. It's just not for you. Like, why are you so mad? It also shows, though, that they didn't actually read her technique, though. It's a yeah. classic thing of yeah. they didn't actually look any deeper than the fact that she said, throw out your books. It's throw out your books if they no longer bring you joy. Yeah, if you're not going to reread them. Oh, my goodness. When you finally get someone saying, you know what, if they're no longer bringing you joy, then they're dragging you down. It felt so freeing to give those books to a charity shop or to friends and family yep. that wanted them and that they were no longer taking up emotional mm-hmm. space in my mind mm-hmm. yeah no i'm exactly saying. honestly actually real talk mary kondo and a whole sparking joy thing really Adore substantially it. changed the way that i have my house and my belongings and the way i choose to buy things as well even like it affects everything mm. like it's, it's almost subconscious now where i go is this bringing me joy whenever i do anything or pick anything up that's why you know occasionally uh, someone comes to my house there's just a thousand boxes outside my door and I'm like oh yeah I just decided to get rid of all these things because I was holding on to them for no reason other than the fact that I thought that I should hold on to them thinking about it Marie Kondo had a real she had a grasp on self-cut so yeah sorry if it doesn't make you happy it's not paying your bills get rid of it yeah yeah I, I I feel that um, I just need a bigger house because what makes me happy is having a small library and I do not have enough space for that right now. <laughs> like Carrie Hope Fletcher on Instagram has literally turned her office into like half a library Love and that. I'm well gel. <laughs> Love that. I just want to open a cat cafe where I can adopt strays and I can spend my whole time baking cakes, playing with cats. Just just that. That oh. like the best self-care though. Oh. On that though. My self-care that I can't stand and I can't get into is baking and cooking. I hate it. Yeah. I'm sorry, guys. I hate it. <laughs> Not only that, I hate the cleanup. I hate it. Oh, yeah. Don't get me started on cleanup. That's why I want to own a cafe where I have a person who is a dishwasher and they do all the cleaning. I just want to do the fun stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like baking. Um, I enjoy baking. I, um, I'm actually pretty good at it. Cooking. Can't bloody stand it. Our friend, when he comes around, he loves cooking and we're trying to cook a recipe. And apparently this is normal if you like cooking. You throw extra bits in. I'm like, what are you doing? I'm following the recipe. And it just (laughs) makes me so stressed and angry. I'm just like, fine, you cook. A cooking recipe is a mere suggestion list of things that might go well if you put them together in a certain way. Yeah, Yeah, the the recipe is a suggestion. Um, I'm not a (laughs) target. Absolutely. And I'm I'm no good at cooking. I don't think I've ever actually used a recipe and actually mm-hmm. agreed with everything it said especially when it comes to garlic the garlic you do have to like triple I would like <laughs> however much they say you need is one. yeah exactly if it's not burning my eyes every time I take a bite <laughs> then I haven't got enough garlic so when uh lockdown number two maybe halfway through hit I was experiencing what some might refer to as burnout and depression because my job is uh, quite stressful and requires a lot of 
um, emotional energy. So I started to think about ways that I could be a happier person without falling into the trap of being like, nope, everything's great and everything's positive and I'm the problem because I'm not being positive. So what I found was uh, sort of like a gothic self-care really helped. Uh, for Christmas, from my secret Santa, I'd been given a voodoo doll. And I figured, you know what? I stick on some Fleetwood Mac. I got the voodoo doll out. I poured myself a glass of red wine and I had a grand old time. I, you know, just full on went for it. And like, there wasn't a rule book. I didn't go by any sort of thing. I was just like, you know what? I'm gonna pretend this is a random person that I don't like at work. I'm gonna stab them with the pins. <laughs> is it positive? No, but do I feel better? Absolutely. And then off that bat, when I was out in nature, I started to make up my own little spells as I went round. I did my own little rituals. You know, I really like got involved in it and thought maybe if I'm a part of like this sort of idea, you know, the energy that I'm putting out, I can breathe back in maybe some positivity. Mm. Yeah, no, exactly. Like now when I'm pruning my plants, they all have names. And you know, when I chop off the dead heads of those flowers and I'm like, you know, channeling that Morticia Adams realness, <laughs> Oh my goodness, it's amazing. Love it. Yes. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's quite the way I wanted to, but here we are. Me and my altar and my crystals, very happy. No, exactly. I mean, I live for that shit. I've been doing, I've been dabbling in uh, the, the magics, I guess, for many, many years now. And whilst I have a very sort of strictly scientific mind about things, I really do like the idea of putting energy out and yeah, then yeah. that's the energy you get back in so i i always try and put out positive energy i try and say positive things and do positive things and hope eventually that positivity will one day finally make its way back to me um <laughs> i'm gonna say positive about it <laughs> i feel though with saying that's like you've got a scientific mind that that's actually the basic rule of physics where there, there's a reaction, there's an equal um, opposite reaction. So if you're mm. putting positivity out in the world, at some point it has to come back to you. And the same with negativity. That you have, if you put out negativity in the world, eventually it will come back to you because it rebounds off of whatever you're throwing mm. it out and comes mm. back. Exactly. Energy cannot be created and it can't be destroyed, but it can yeah. be manipulated. Yeah. And I do also feel with the like doing your spells and having that negative thing with the voodoo doll, it's actually you have to channel that energy somewhere and actually yeah. it it may not be necessarily productive but it channels it in a way that doesn't harm anyone else exactly you're, you're just expressing your emotions on this poor voodoo doll that hopefully you've not put any of our hairs in <laughs> oh absolutely not. none of yours uh, do you need some acupuncture there is nothing wrong with wrapping some of your own hair around a voodoo doll and giving it back just you know stop okay, you guys make a voodoo doll of yourself and treat it real nice yeah put that voodoo doll in a bubble bath give it a little glass of wine <laughs> and give it a little massage that's that's, that's the way around <laughs> like the whole um, bubble bath problem of like it, it, the grease is getting everywhere just give the voodoo doll a bubble bath you're fine i can't think of yeah and you know the massage is not a bad idea on a voodoo doll because no one else uh, yeah. is doing it for me exactly <laughs> There's some beautiful self-massage techniques that you can look up online. Yeah, but it's not the same. <laughs> yeah, it's something just nice about being able to relax into the massage because you're not actively giving yourself a massage. Very true. <laughs> Become a puddle on the floor. Yeah, that's all I want. To be fair, I'm looking forward to cuddle puddles uh, when you're all vaccinated. We need a uh, cuddle puddle and we need it like yesterday. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it was the same before. Um... I, I'm so I love this whole witty shit and um one of the things that I started doing is I got a tarot deck so tarot cards and number one tarot cards read you to fucking filth I don't care if you believe or you don't believe somehow the tarot cards just know exactly what it is you need to hear and it's very very alarming <laughs> she does these readings and she is telling the truth even if you don't believe in them she'll read you the meaning and whatever question you've you've thought of it's like Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> but that's what I love about them is because what car the cards do is, I mean, the cards are very vague and very generic, but they make you think and they make you reflect. And so what I try and do every day is pull one card. And whenever I pull that card and I start looking up the meaning, or if I already know the meaning, 
I will automatically associate it with something mm-hmm. that is on my mind and and then I can use that to reflect on the thing that is on my mind and to be honest it's helped me work through lots of emotions and the way I've been feeling about things that confuse me um you know I, I was in a position where I was like why am I feeling this way I was feeling a very negative way and I couldn't figure out why so I did a tarot card spread um and just by reading the meanings of these cards in relation to my problem suddenly it all made sense because you know you already know at a subconscious level what it is that you need to hear and that's what you will read from the cards and i love it i absolutely love it i i i always try and do some tarot card readings especially whenever i'm confused about something if i need a bit of a hype person i'll pull a tarot card because chances are it's going to be a nice hype card and i'll be like yes bitch i can do this this is all going to be fantastic yeah go for it i've got something I think that's probably the only time that I really focus on meditation is when I do a tarot pull. Because the mm. first thing I do, um, again, I don't know if this is to a ritual or anything, but I light a candle and then I call upon like ancestors, spirits, any sort of guardians, goddesses, whoever who wants to come around and help me out here. And like, I'll pull a card and I will have like a little conversation with them. You know, what do you yes. all think this means? Yeah, I always have a conversation with tarot cards. I um, I ask them very nicely what the question is, even if it's just in my head. I ask them very nicely, couple the cards, pull it, and I thank them for the card. I well, sometimes I swear at them and be like, "Why? Why did you have to give me that fucking card? <laughs> I didn't yeah. want to hear that." <laughs> but I always thank to them. Be an honest conversation. <laughs> I thank them. I, I discuss how uh, what that means to me. Put it all back put them all together and what I like to do is light some incense afterwards um especially I've got some frankincense and myrrh and uh, you know um I I believe frankincense and myrrh is meant to be uh sort of like a protective thing cast evil and you know anything malicious spirit wise so you know what I just like to light a bit of that to be honest it's quite nostalgic for me as well because I um you know I grew up with that sort of scent so it just makes me feel good and nice and safe and so yeah i always like to close up any kind of witchy thing i do with a bit of frankincense um, but my favorite thing to do when i'm very stressed and especially happens when i'm drunk and it's a full moon i will sit at my window with some incense and then i will have a conversation with the moon oh i love talking to her yeah i <laughs> a friend of mine was very ill so i went up to the moon well obviously i got but <laughs> went to me, started shaking my fist at it and I was calling all those names like you better make my friend better because otherwise I will come up there and you will know the meaning of pain <laughs> whilst I didn't quite subscribe to all of my you know be positive and such she got better so as far as I'm concerned it worked and I have power over the moon so. confirmation <laughs> bias just there <laughs> <laughs> But you know, it's the same as the superstitions in A and E. You say the Q word, and suddenly Ooh. a thousand patients turn up. Oh, never say the Q word in any sort of medical setting. Never say it. D- no. I have said it a few times, and I did not break the department. It broke the next night, and somehow I was still getting blamed. I was like, "It's been twenty-four hours. It's not my fault." <laughs> I simply do not say it. It slipped. And actually, I was talking about the last time the department was quiet, not the, being quiet that night. Yeah, but you're insinuating, you know aren't you? You did it. <laughs> you said it. And you, these are the consequences. Stop making excuses. Stop making excuses. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. Stop making excuses. <laughs> you're just a bad person, okay? You're a bad person. All right. <sighs> okay, I will accept that. I broke the A&E department. I, if I get a text off someone today going, suddenly it got really busy. I, like, I didn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> it sure as hell wasn't me. So, any more gothic self-care? from our lovely goths of the day i think i'm i'm good but i think my takeaway from self-care has always had to be it, it's not about forcing positivity it's about mm-hmm. understanding how you're feeling and understanding that you want to move on to a calmer more settled yeah absolutely phase and how's the best way to then like put everything else to bed and move mm. on yeah, for me, self-care always starts with a check-in. What is it that I need right now? Because, yeah, I'm feeling a bit blue. I could just do anything on my list of things that I know instantly make me, you know, give me that sweet, sweet serotonin. 
um, that if I don't do that check-in, then whatever it is I do, probably is just going to mask the problem and make it worse further down the line. But if I do that check-in first and I go, right, what is it? Am I feeling unsatisfied? Am, have, am I in pain? Um, you know, is it, uh, is, am I just having a mental health day? You know, having that check-in with your body, mind and soul really does, you know, depending on what that check-in says depends on what I will then do to perform said self. Yeah. I also find that self-care, like, especially when it's sold to you by the capitalist society we live in, it's always about making yourself feel better. But self-care is also about doing things that your body needs. Like we've all mentioned exercise and vegetables and things. And our body needs nutrition, unfortunately, even though vegetables aren't very exciting. I wish I could eat takeaway every day of the week, but I'll be the size of this flat. And um, I would probably be very, very malnourished. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, sometimes self-care is a glass of water. Yeah, it's just doing those simple things that your body needs, even though you don't want to, because in the long run, it will make you feel better. It's not just about the short term bursts of serotonin. It's about the long term longevity of your health and happiness. Because You're not always going to be happy. You're more likely. But you if you don't do these things while you're not feeling happy, you're probably not going to feel great for mm-hmm. a very long time. Not to mention, self-care really is about doing the tasks that you mm-hmm. don't want to do. But unfortunately, yeah to do them like doing the dishes tidying the house yeah how dare you tell me to do the dishes (laughs) (laughs) believe me no you can you're completely right you know uh i sit there and i stress about how i can't relax and then i look around my house i'm like well yeah because just by looking up from the sofa away from my phone where i'm doom scrolling looking up i can see 10 things that are stressing me out because they need to be done so I can either just get up and do them, which will take me, you know, half an hour max, and then I'll be able to actually relax for the rest of the evening, or I can sit there and continue doom scrolling. Well, Chris said to you yesterday, come clean my house, and you're like, no, and I finally did it. I had to tidy the floor and hoover. It took me half an hour to tidy the floor in the living room, hoover, and then hoover the hallway and put, hang up a load of washing. Didn't mm. take me long, but I was just procrastinating because I didn't want to do it. But it felt so much better after I had done it. Yeah, no, exactly. It's um, procrastination. Yeah, sometimes self-care is not procrastinating. <laughs> but it's my favourite pastime. It's so fun. It's definitely my top <laughs> hobby is procrastinating. <laughs> I'm very good at it. I'm well, well trained. <laughs> um, if that's true with everyone else, then I guess we should ask our listeners, what are some things that you guys do as a way of self-care? Are they goth? Are they not? We'd love to know. Let us know on Twitter at GothsDo, as well as on Instagram at GothsDoAThing. And we'll share our favourite ones on both Twitter and Instagram so you can see what other things people do for their own self-care. Thank you guys so much for listening. It's been an absolute fucking pleasure. I love you all. We love you all. And we'll talk to you next time. Till next time, witches. Peace out. Cool. So something I wanted to signpost everybody to is um, I got a couple of these for my birthday. They're available in, I think it's either Lidl, the, the middle aisle in Lidl, and they are paint by numbers um, sheets. So we were talking earlier about being creative, about expressing, your, expressing yourself. And that could be a little bit daunting if you're not good at the thing. But things like colouring in or paint by numbers, you still end up with a really nice, pretty picture. And you don't have to be particularly talented. You just have to be able to stay between the lines. So maximum output, minimum effort, absolutely go for it. And it really forces you to concentrate on the thing because it can be quite intricate. So that is what I think everybody should go do. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast. And you can follow us on Instagram at GothsDoAThing, on Twitter at GothsDo and YouTube's GothsDoAThing. I hope you enjoyed our talk on self-care. Um, we look forward to you listening next time where we will be talking about books things that we would recommend and things that we are currently reading.